so in our school days, uh, I think we've all had different kinds of teachers um, with varying success. They're the teachers that teach by fear, um, a very successful method by all accounts, uh, somewhat traumatizing, but my goodness, will you learn your two times tables uh, if, you're, if you're a second class teacher, but the fear got into you. Uh, actually, slightly off topic, but there was, this, there was uh, I remember a substitute teacher that came I think it must have been, I must have been third or fourth class. I was very young anyway, maybe fourth, fourth class. Uh, a substitute teacher that came, and uh, he was a Christian brother that came back from, from one of the missions. And my goodness, did he put the fear of God in us. We learned a poem, uh, which I still remember to this day. That must be 30, 30 something years later, uh, 32 years later, because <laughs> down the Rushy Mountain, you know, all the, all, you know, all the one. Uh, I learned that this poem, uh, just out, out of absolute fear, okay, so there's, there's that way of teaching. Then there, there are the teachers who want to be your best friend and kind of want to be cool in that, and everyone has a great time in their class and doesn't learn anything because the teacher is just so cool. Uh, and then there was this other kind of a teacher that we had. They're, they're a little more rare, and it's kind of a risky play, but there was this one teacher we had. She was a maths, maths teacher. This is in secondary school now. Uh, her name was Miss Hackett, and she was really, really good, very, very good maths teacher. But her approach was always... I haven't time to be checking, has everyone got their homework done? If you want to do your homework, do your homework. If you don't, I don't care. It's your leave insert. It's your exam, not mine. We're here to do maths. If you don't want to do honours maths, go back and do pass. And it was actually a really good approach because then everyone who was in the class knew, look, we're here. if we're going to hear, if we're going to be here, we have to actually do what's expected of us and get on with it, not be kind of trying to dodge the homework or whatever it is. Do I want to learn this stuff or not? If I don't, do something else. And there's something kind of, something kind of almost mature, because she said, what I'm doing here as well, in teaching you this way, I'm teaching, I'm preparing you for university. In university, your professor not only will not check to see have you your reading done or have you your homework done, he won't even know your name. Like you'll have a professor there and 300 students, he, won't, he or she won't even know you exist. And they won't even mark your papers, it'll be some doctorate student that'll be marking your papers. You know? so, either kind of man up, take responsibility for your own life as a, as a fifth year Leaving Cert student, or life is gonna teach you some very hard lessons. And I thought it was, just, it was, a, very, it, it was a very good approach I found with her, uh, because yeah, as I say, we all have to take our, our time there very seriously. And I did my homework every day. She, never, she, may have, she probably checked it maybe one in 20 times, so once every month she might have seen if I had my homework done or not. But I did it not because, not to please her, but because I had an exam to do. I have to be responsible for my life and my exams. And I think the Lord treats us in some way, he treats us more like that than other teachers. So maybe back in the, back two generations ago, there would have been more of an understanding of God as that teacher who teaches by putting the literal fear of God in you. Uh, and yet that's not really the way the Lord reveals himself. It's not the way he talks to his apostles, you know. In John's Gospel, when before the Passion, uh, the Lord refers to his disciples, to the 12 apostles, as my children. Now, he wasn't a whole lot old. Not only was he not a whole lot older than them, he may have been younger than some. It could well be that St. Peter was older than him. And you have Jesus there referring, it's like, who's youngest here? I don't know who's youngest. John, where's John? John. It's like, you know, John sitting at table with us in the dining room and saying to us, you know, my children. And I'd be looking at him going, I'm 23 years older than you, like. 
But so I mean, it, it would have, in a way, kind of sounded odd. And 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 yet there was something much deeper going on here. Where the Lord sees us as His children, because not only is He truly man, He's truly God, so He's eternal. So yes, He can legitimately refer to us as His children. So He wants us to be responsible with our spiritual life, to not pray because someone might see us or someone might think we're shocking holy or someone might praise us to not pray for that reason but pray because he asked us to whether we're thanked whether we're recognized for it, whether we're applauded makes no difference we do it because he asked it end of story we give almsgiving not so that there'll be a photo of us in the local paper with the kind of the slow handshake and the <laughs> you know not, not not for that kind of thing we give alms so that we can help another person who is also a child of God, who is also loved by God. So we give for that reason, not that it will be paraded and so on and so forth. And when we fast, similarly, we don't do so for recognition or so that, that people, will, people will look at us. There was uh, uh, a certain cardinal who shall remain nameless who visited the Irish College um, when... Uh, while I was a seminarian, I wasn't in the Irish college, but I was visiting. And uh, there's a priest friend of mine who's a seminarian with, with my, he was in my year. And just by nature, he's just quite gaunt. He's quite a slim fella, a very slim build. And um, so this cardinal looked around and he said, right, I see, I see remnants of holiness here, of Irish asceticism, Irish asceticism. He looks at Stephen, was his name, looks at Stephen and says, this man, this man fasts. <laughs> No, no, I, no, I don't. I just I couldn't put on weight if I tried. Like, <laughs> um, but, but like, not that we do any of these things then to be noticed. But we simply do these things because they're the right thing to do because God has asked us. And and even today, like in Holy Family, the formation that that we that that, that, that we're all uh, taking part in here, like nothing should be done so that a superior will see it or, or know it or recognize us for it. It should all be done for love of God. Why? Because if it's only done so that someone will see or know or recognize, as soon as you leave here, you'll drop it. End of story. You won't do it. Like, you know, so if we're kind of, that's why, like, we're not on, on your case all the time if you, if, if, if you miss prayer or something like that. If you don't do it here, you won't do it afterwards. You're responsible for your spiritual life. You are. Not me. Not me. I, like my, my job is preach and teach and so on and so forth, uh, but my responsibility is not your spiritual life. That's your responsibility. What we learn and what we hear and what Jesus teaches is presented to us. How much of that we apply to our lives is our responsibility. No one else. You can't say, like, we went to Holy Family and we heard all this great stuff and then I decided to become a Muslim. Uh, so it's Holy Family's fault. Well, okay, did you do any of what was said? Did you live it yourself? Did you pray on your own? Not, not just when the program said you had to, but because you wanted to. Did you engage in the program not just because it was, you, know, you had to be physically in the room, but because there was you know, grace or teaching or whatever it was on offer, and I wanted to avail of that, so I did my part. That's, uh, that's how the Lord treats us. Yes, he sees us as children, but he treats us 
also, as, if you will, kind of as, as adults, you know, that, that we have a responsibility uh, in our own spiritual life that we cannot delegate to anybody else, no matter how good or bad the example of our brothers, sisters, superiors are, I'm still responsible for my relationship with the Lord. That's my responsibility. Now, understandably, if, if we receive a lot of bad example, uh, that can justifiably harm our relationship with the Lord. So, I mean, our responsibility there may be mitigated, but ultimately, as I say, it's still our responsibility. I plan to say something else entirely, but <laughs> I'm not sure if I have time to say both. Probably not. Um, today, as the Lord looks at us, he looks at us as his children. He looks at us as people that he dearly loves. He looks at us seeing how we are, and he looks at us at the same time, knowing our potential. I wonder if he doesn't see us looking maybe even more so at our potential than how we actually are. He knows what we can be. He knows what we're capable of. He knows that the sanctity that, 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 that we could live. He knows all that we can be. We don't. And what he gives us, what he offers us each day, the opportunities, and even the crosses that come our way are each day, each day they're, all, they're all formative. You know, St. Paul says in Romans, God turns all things to the good for those who love him. All things to the good. That includes the things that went wrong, the rejections, the hurts. All these things in, in, my, in the spiritual journey, me walking towards the Lord in, the communion, of the, in communion with the church, with the church as my, as my family. But I'm, I have to take my steps. All that the, that the day, all that providence allows today is my opportunity for growth. All the graces I receive, fantastic. All the challenges and adversity, I don't want them, I don't choose them, but Lord, help me carry them. Help me, help me to mature in my faith. Help me in these crosses and difficulties and maybe even darkness at times, loneliness. Help me, Lord, to grab on to you. So that way, in, in, these, in these dark moments, in these hard moments, I find myself even closer to you. And so nothing is wasted. The good moments the moments filled of grace and light, fantastic, thank God for them. The hard moments draw me even closer to him. So nothing is wasted. No day is really a bad day. Even the hard days still draw me to him. And this is, this is so easy to say, this is so easy to say. Uh, but we all know people who are suffering and have suffered grievously. And, we may, and hopefully we know people who have lived or who are living what I've just said who in these dark days find such a profound faith because they've understood that no one can live my relationship with the Lord for me. That's my responsibility. And when we leave here or as a priest when you're in seminary, there's, there's a regular prayer program. When you leave the seminary, it's up to you. When you're part of a prayer group or part of a pilgrimage for that week or those days or whatever it is, there's a prayer program and you'll be carried 
into the right places. You know, when you, people go to, to Medjugorje, they're often so surprised at two things. One, how simple the program is. Like the whole program revolves around what? Well, Mass in the morning, uh, adoration, stations across, rosary, just to be honest, the things that we have here, but just the, the daily program, that's just where you're kind of, the, the crowd just kind of drags you. Oh, I just find myself, just find myself praying the rosary for the 15th time today. And, and you just, it becomes kind of normal for that week. And they go, wow, this is amazing. Good. Now do it at home. Oh, that's harder. <laughs> the ice cream is more expensive back here. True. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but that's what it is. Like the, these places of pilgrimage, they're, they're a school. They teach you what you can do. Now that you've learned what you can do, do it on your own. That takes maturity in the spiritual life. So we ask the Lord today. We ask the Lord to guide us in this spiritual journey for, for all of us here present, all of us in Holy Family now as we approach our last week, brothers and sisters, our last week here. And for all of you listening at home, today will be a day that we want to accept from the Lord's hand. The good, the bad, the difficult, the moments of light, the moments of darkness. Lord, teach us as, as children, but as children mature in the spiritual life to turn all things to the good that all things might draw us back to you that we might experience your presence in all things so that in prayer fasting alms giving lord we might do all of these things for love of you and our father and that the father who sees all that is done in secret may reward us amen